Section 2 of The Rural Magazine and Literary Evening Fireside, Volume 1, Number 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. The Rural Magazine and Literary Evening Fireside, Volume 1, Number 2, by Various. On the Pursuit of Pleasure. Trahit sue gume quime voluptas. Virgil. It is a fact which can never be successfully controverted that man, in every stage of society, is addicted to pleasure. The uncultivated savage and the sage philosopher are equally devoted to the attainment of felicity, are equally desirous to secure a perpetuity of happiness. The benevolent creator of the universe seems to have endowed the human race with the faculties peculiarly susceptible of pleasurable sensations. Accordingly, it becomes the business of every one, almost from his first entrance into life, to seek after such pleasures as are peculiar to the bent of his disposition, and to avoid every object or pursuit that has a tendency to pain or disappointment. If, however, all pleasures were in their nature innocent, and left behind no sting of remorse and anxiety, still man would inevitably soon feel the approaches of languor, especially whilst indulging in a round of mere sensual gratifications, and would earnestly sigh for some more permanent species of felicity, a felicity which might gently affect his mind, without overpowering his faculties in such degree as to produce subsequent pain. But as the world is now constituted, it becomes the indispensable duty of the moralist, not only to guard mankind against excess in their pleasures, but also to warn them against such as are accompanied with vice and criminality. He therefore is not the true friend of mankind, who recommends to his fellow beings a continual abstinence from every gratification, or who would lead them to expect pleasure from sensual gratifications alone, but he who points out to their notice those delights which are most durable, and at the same time consistent with the strictest virtue. It must, without hesitation, be allowed that religion is the source of the most exalted happiness that any human being can enjoy. Religion alone inspires the soul with a perfect dependence on the goodness and love of the deity, and diffuses over the mind that calmness and serenity which inevitably proceed from a reception of his mercy and benevolence, ever manifested towards all his creatures. All the pleasures of life are so many poisonous ingredients in our cup, till religion purifies and destroys the noxious qualities with which they are tainted. Let religion mingle with our pleasures, and everything of an evil tendency vanishes before it. Religion furnishes genius with its noblest theme, and it affords the fullest employment for all the energies of the human intellect. But another species of pleasure, most grateful and ennobling to the human mind, arises from the exercise of the understanding in literary pursuits, and in the study and admiration of the various productions of human genius. 
a life thus devoted will afford more real gratification to an uncorrupted mind than voluptuousness with all her allurement can offer or than intemperance with her bacchanalian crew has power to bestow we may indeed almost venture to assert that if pure and rational happiness is anywhere to be found except in the temples of religion she resides in the studies of the learned and sweetens all their labors the cultivation of a literary taste is the source of rational and innocent entertainment it is a powerful preservative from vice it contributes to exercise in the soul a love of virtue the pleasures of sense are all transitory in their nature and have a direct tendency to debase the mind while on the contrary intellectual pursuits delight us the more we are engaged in them and even when their novelty is worn off they still retain their charms from the first period in which man is endowed with the use of his reasoning faculties there is a constant struggle between the animal and intellectual powers these endeavor to raise man to a state of immortal felicity those to sink and degrade him to a level with the brutes whatever pleasure therefore tend to increase the predominance of reason over the sensual desires are favorable to the interests of virtue and religion the pleasures of literature are of this nature they strengthen and invigorate the faculties of the mind and render it capable of manly exertion they inspire cheerfulness and serenity and produce an exquisite gratification to the mental powers in short they are as much superior to anything of a sensual nature as the nature of the human soul is superior to that of the body w m january fourth eighteen twenty end of section two recording by greg giordano newport ritchie florida